0: And we're joined on the line now by Mohammed Nala, our analyst at NetBank Capital. Good morning, Mohamed.
1: Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners.
0: Mohamed, uh, just looking at uh, what was happening yesterday, 1.2 uh, stocks, uh, which caught, uh, one or two rather, uh, stocks that caught their eyes. Uh, MTN down 1.6%. Woolies up 2.2%. Not a bad day.
1: Yeah, look, as you mentioned, the market's pretty mixed yesterday. We we actually ended up ending in the positive space. But the reason why these two stocks specifically, you know, I'd like to single those out and then chat a little bit about it, is that MTN, obviously, we know we've got this this massive cloud of the $5.2 billion fine uh, that remains in Nigeria. And so that stock, uh, you will recall, the deadline is actually for this week. Uh, The market initially got quite nervous. It now appears as though, even though the fine hasn't gone away, Nigerian authorities have come to the fore, they've said, look, the fine stands, but MTN has actually earned itself a little bit of a delay in terms of the time frame, in terms of of when that fine needs to be paid, and that's obviously while negotiations are still underway. So it's not saying that the fine is going to remain at at, at 5.2, it means that the fine does remain, that they're still in the process of negotiating the size of that fine. But the market's still not liking that. MTN yesterday falling, uh, it it did close off its lows. It only ended down 1.6%. But at one point in time, it fallen by around 2.5%, its lowest in three years. Uh, That was the story on MTN. Uh, Woolies, a, a much better story coming through there. So we had a, a, a trading update out of Woolies, uh, and they reported uh, an increase in sales of 17.7% uh, for the 20 weeks to November to, uh, to, to the, the print yesterday. The market is certainly liking that. I think it's certainly on the higher side in terms of some of the numbers we've seen out of that retail sector. And so that's shared trading up. By around 2%, remaining a bit of an outperformer in that, that retail space. Uh, and, and I guess it's almost a tale of two stocks or a tale of two cities. It's a tale of two stocks, uh, one continuing to languish under a cloud, the other continuing to build on gains that we've seen uh, over the course of the last few months.
0: And then um, SAA, Mohammed, and uh, executive reshuffle remains in the headlines, uh, I mean, for obvious reasons?
1: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> This is concerning me, and I mean, I, I would be remiss to, to to not highlight a couple of key things here that do concern me. Notwithstanding the leadership shuffle that we've seen, uh, international investors that I'm certainly speaking to uh, are starting to sit up and take notice here. And the reason for this is that SAA, uh, we know, uh, quite regularly goes to National Treasury to extend the lifeline to it, along with many of the state-owned companies. Uh, and the concern here is that the National Treasury, uh, a while ago, actually said that unless they get a credible turnaround plan from SAA, uh, they would be quite circumspect on on, on funding the the carrier. Now, on that basis, uh, international investors are sitting up there saying, How sustainable is SAA? What are the risks that this actually poses to the South African sovereign along with the other state-owned companies in the context of the fact that Minister Nene, in his medium-term budget uh, already seems to have utilized his buffer that he's had. He's had a contingency reserve. He utilized a lot of that in terms of uh, protecting the public sector wage negotiations and the appropriations to that. And so this is starting to become a bit of a concern in terms of international investors' radar. It's starting to pop up. Uh, and i think that we can solely uh, we can solely afford any further negative sentiment in the context of global capital flows that will be less favorable towards emerging markets over the course of the coming months
0: and then of course uh, eyes on south africa's inflation data coming out today
1: yeah and I think that there's the possibility that this inflation print actually surprises to the downside. Uh, the reason why I say that, you mentioned it in your intro, the market expecting it to move from 4.6% year-on-year year to 4.7%. Uh, we do expect it to breach the upper end of the 6% band in the early part of next year, mainly because oil price base effects will come through there. Uh, but I think that if we have a look at inflation for most of this year, it has undershot the market expectations quite consistently over the course of, I think, uh, all of the data prints that we've had out this year. Uh, only two of them actually, one was in line with expectations, one was ahead. The rest of them have all been below market expectations. And this showing us that there's actually no real, in my view, no real inflationary pressures in the economy or demand inflationary pressures in the economy as it stands today. Most of the inflationary pressures are largely exogenous in nature. Uh, And I'm certainly hopeful that our Reserve Bank tends to look at the data the same way I'm looking at it right now. Uh, They've got some scope to keep rates on hold at their meeting now uh, uh, this week. It's tomorrow. Uh, Let's see how that actually plays out. But we'll chat about this inflation data in a bit more detail tomorrow.